everybody. Welcome to Babby's House. I'm your host, Babby Mason, and thank you so very much for joining me. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. You know, being glad, being joyful is a choice. It's a decision that you make, and I choose today to be joyful. And I'll tell you one of the reasons why I have a lot of joy in my heart. First of all, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I love him with all of my heart and soul, and I hope and pray that that is your testimony as well. But another reason why I've got a lot of joy in my heart is because my very special guest today is one of my favorite people. Bishop Jerry Grillo is a preacher, he's a pastor, he's a teacher, and he is a mentor, and he teaches and mentors leaders so that we can use our gifts. And you know, I say we, because I'm a part of his tribe. I'm one of those people who listens to him and, and gleans from his wisdom and his knowledge and his experiences. And he is an author of many, many books. Many of them I have actually read. They're on my bookshelf. He's written a brand new book called Survive to Thrive. And he is a, a voice that is tremendously encouraging. If you're a leader or you teach leaders, you work with leaders, I'll encourage you yes. just get in his world so that you can be um, just blessed and encouraged by what Bishop Jerry Grillo has to say. Let me welcome Bishop Jerry Grillo to the show. Bishop, how are you doing today, my friend? Welcome. Oh, I'm doing good, Babby. Thank you for that introduction. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm blessed. I'm very blessed. All is well. Thank the Lord. And it's always good to see you, Bishop. And listen, it, I'm, you know, we're, we're Zooming, and, and I I, I, I'm at my desk at home. I got my Bible. I got my laptop. I got my notes. I got my pencil, and I got my paper, because whenever you open up your mouth, I am going to capture something on pencil and paper, because you are just a man of great wisdom. And I know that this wisdom and knowledge comes from, it comes from the Lord. It does. And God has gifted you in this ability to just speak the oracles of God. And you have a brand new book called Survive thrive. And uh, just tell us about how the book was inspired. And I know a lot of this comes out of your own personal world, your own personal space. And uh, so talk yes. to us about just the, the implications and the inspirations behind this book called Survive to Thrive. Well, well, you know, Babby, it's not very, it's not a brand new book. I've, I've written it. it was, it's kind of been written for a while, but going through 2020, COVID, going through 2021, uh, I started thinking about what could I do for the body of Christ. So at my website, you can actually download the book for free, not charging you nothing, uh, just to help you out because I thought about the catastrophe of Noah and the greatest storm that ever hit the world was in the era of Noah. And so I wrote a whole book on just what did Noah do to survive, to thrive, because you have to survive things so you can thrive. So whatever you've gone through in 2020, whatever you're going through in 2021, whatever you've just been through in your life, you've, you have to learn survival, but then you have to know that God's not leaving you there to be just a survivor. He's going to use your situation and you're going to thrive and increase in it. Now, I love this subtitle. Noah didn't wait for his ship to come in. Noah built his. Somebody's going to build their success in 2022. <laughs> in Jesus' name. Yeah, you know, everybody's not, now listen, we are mad at COVID for the heck that it is wreaking up on our world, and it's not done yet. We're, no. we're still fighting this dreadful uh, yeah. virus, but, you know, God can use anything, and he can even use a virus 
to advance his kingdom. Yes. And there have been some, you know, some good things that have come out of uh, this pandemic. And one of those good things is that everybody is online. The gospel is being promoted. The gospel, you know, is reaching people that would never come to church, but it's reaching them online. And so the kingdom is expanding. The kingdom Mm -hmm. of God is growing. God is getting the glory. People are coming to know Jesus. So, you know, God can do anything and he can even work during a pandemic. Amen. Yes. And, you know, God, God didn't get stumped by any, any virus. And the, it's not the first plague that's ever hit the earth. I mean, there's, the, the earth has always been inundated with uh, viruses and plagues and crises and situations. It's, it's, it's who we are and who we become through them. Uh, you know, what is faith? Faith is, is trust in God when you don't, and un, you don't know the whys or understand why. So we, we don't know why COVID hit. We don't understand what's going on in it. But you know what? God's plan hadn't deviated. And you and me is in the kingdom of God. And that is the greatest kingdom you can be connected to. And everybody connected to that kingdom is going to thrive in any situation. Yeah. You know, one of the phrases that I've heard for many years, and I heard it again in your writing and, and in, your, in reading uh, about your book, it talks about storms. Yes. I even heard my mother say this. She said, and you say, and I've even said about storms. You're either in a storm, coming out of a storm, or headed for another storm. Yes. And there are certain things that we can do to prepare for the oncoming storm because we know, listen, we live in a season of storms. Right. We know that storms have their season. And so we know that it's inevitable the storms are going to come. If you live in Michigan, you can expect snow during the winter. If you live in the South, you know you can expect rain in the spring. So we we know that storms are coming. So talk to us about preparing for the upcoming onslaught of storms. Well, you know, uh, first thing about a storm, you know, I call them crisis or situations. Uh, if you're watching, I want you to write down this list right quick. This is a key and a pattern and a formula that I have discovered in the Bible. Number one, situation. Every storm is a situation. Number two, reaction. Every situation is going to demand a reaction. Every, every storm. Number three, instruction. God will always say something in the midst of your storm to change a present reaction. Number four, warfare. Every warfare you face, the storm is not your warfare. The warfare that you'll face is the instruction God gave you to keep either reaction to the storm or reacting according to your faith. And the result of, of this key, number five, is the reward. God has hidden, now hear me, God has hidden in the storm. Number one, he's going to redirect you into a new path. Number two, he's going to direct you into a reward. This, there's no situation in your house that when God is finished, the plan of God won't facilitate and you find the reward of heaven. And, and so storms, every storm that Jesus faced in the Bible, uh, Babby, was interesting to me that he relabeled it. He always, when they came to him with, the, with Jairus, you remember the story, Babby, of Jairus and his daughter had died, it was sick, 
and they came to Jesus and they said, uh, Jesus, Jairus comes and says, my daughter is sick, will you come? And, he, and he's heading to Jairus' house to heal. So the storm was there. But, but they grab Jesus and say, no need to bother uh, Jesus anymore, Jairus. Why? Your daughter's no longer sick. She had just passed. Interesting that Jesus grabs Jairus and says, no, 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 no. Let me relabel your storm. She's not dead. She's just asleep. Yeah. See, it's, it's your decision on how you label where you are right now. You decide. I decide. I'm not going to let COVID decide my life. I'm not going to let cancer decide your life. You're not going to let sugar diabetes decide your life. You're going to get up through the Word of God, and you're going to re relabel and rename and retake your storm. It was a, there's a passage in Luke where the Bible said a dead man was, a dead boy was in a coffin. You remember that story where there was a, they were carrying, there was a funeral procession going on, and the young lad was dead in a coffin, and they were yeah, coming. The of name. It's the story of the widow of name. And that we're coming by Jesus. Interesting that Jesus does not speak to the dead person. He does not ask the dead person to live. The Bible said he touched the coffin. Mm. He, he touched the coffin, and the Bible said the dead boy jumped, sat up out of the coffin. When I read that, the Holy Spirit said to me, that coffin is your storm. And I'm not telling you to speak to things that are dead. I'm telling you to speak to the thing that's been killing you. Speak to the thing that's holding you. God said there's a powerful word in your life. It's in your mouth. It's the it's the power to speak, bring forth. God didn't tell the boy to live. God touched what was holding the boy and told him to release him. <laughs> I believe That's we're going we're to touch things that have held back our success. We're going to, there's things that have held back your family, held back your children. There are coffin, you, you have buried your business or your marriage. And God's saying right now to in this storm, speak to the storm and tell it to release what's holding back your blessing, what's holding back your healing, what's holding back your deliverance. I, I, I decree, matter of fact, if you'd stretch your hand toward the screen right now, I get in agreement with you that your head will never lack the oil of God and your mouth will speak into your coffins and into your storm and relabel it for your desired result. Not, not what it was intended to do, but what God's going to do in it with your faith. Amen. I receive that, and I'm believing that our viewers are receiving that oh, as well. Hallelujah. That's a powerful word. <laughs> I'm already feeling the anointing. I, I'm, I'm here yes. feeling the anointing of God all over me. Praise God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, Bishop, concerning surviving and thriving in the storm, I made an observation uh, concerning the pine tree versus the palm tree. Yeah. Now, I live in Georgia. And we have stately pines yeah. all around our house. We live in a rural part of Georgia, so there are a lot of tall pine trees out here. Right. But I noticed that when there is a storm that uh, has any wind velocity at all, yeah. uh, there are pine branches that will end up all over the road. We've even had to uh, go out in the street in our, on our own road with our own personal uh, saw, yep. electric saw or gas saw and cut our way so that we can get through the road right. because of the pine tree branches that right. have littered the road. But I noticed that in Florida, my husband's a Floridian, raised in Florida, that during a storm, the palm trees, they bend, but they don't break. Nope. Will you talk to us about breaking, 
versus bending yes. and give us some insight concerning breaking and bending. Well, you know, uh, palm trees, you know, anytime, sometimes it's, it's it, fighting the storm is dangerous. Sometimes you gotta you know, use it, use things, use uh, disadvantages, use situations to your advantage. Uh, interesting, my wife is from Florida and I'm from Alabama. So uh, I remember when I went to Bible school in Lakeland, Florida, uh, I, I saw these palm trees. One of the things I, I learned about palm trees was is that when they first grow, as, as when they're in their immature state, they don't grow very fast. Palm, a pine tree grows pretty fast. But a palm tree will first grow down before it grows up. And it grows its roots around all that coral and it gets deep and grabs hold of the rocks and the coral and it builds a firm foundation that it wants, it's got something to hold on to. A lot of times you see these trees in Georgia and Alabama, even, even a good strong wind, and you'll see them uh, completely fall over. The whole root system just come. You ever seen that, baby? That's just like it's, I've seen that. That's because those, those trees don't grow deep. They grow shallow. They, go, they grow out and not down. See, you and I are in the kingdom of God. We, we got to know that sometimes timing is for our advantage. And we want to we want to be patient with God and let God grow our roots. Let, let go through some things, learn some things, right? And and get gripped into the rock of Christ, and then be pliable. A palm tree will bend, and uh, it, it and uh, it, it will just bend. Almost, I've seen them where they're almost bend over and touch the soil, and so they don't break. They 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 flow with their crisis. They grow with their crisis. They hang on to the word, and uh, and then palm trees they break. Now, I do want to say this, though, for somebody watching. Many of us haven't learned this bending process. We, we're not adaptable. I call it the, the seed of adaptation. Adapting is, is going to help you not break. Sometimes you've got to adapt. You can't fight everything. You can't resist everything. I, I always say dinosaurs are extinct because they could not adapt. And so, but, but there's many of us who haven't learned how to be adaptable. And we have broken. And we have snapped. Mm -hmm. and, and, and for that person, I want to say, listen, just because you couldn't bend and you did break, that don't mm -hmm. despise broken places in your past or broken place. Why? Because God's going to use even broken things. Even them palm trees that broke, they flung pine cones to grow their future. They knew how mm -hmm. to sow into their future. So if you didn't, if you haven't matured to bend and be adaptable, and you're watching me right now, and you found yourself in a broken place. I want you to know it's not over for you. Why? God's yeah. going to use that broken place to grow you a legacy for something into your tomorrow. So if you broke today or yesterday, there's still a tomorrow for you. And if you're learning like me and Babby to mature and adapt and flow with some things and not, as I got older, I'm turning 60 here in December 25th. And as I've gotten older, I've learned to bend with things. I've learned to be patient with things. I, I've wrote a, a phrase on, uh, in my house says, waiters are winners with God. When you can wait on God, you can win. Don't be in a hurry. Be bendable, be pliable. But if you have broken, and I have broken before, know that God's not done fixing you, using you. But if you can learn like as you get older to, to bend some and be adaptable, don't fight. I think social media comments, everybody wants to make a comment. Sometimes mm -hmm. your silence is a weapon. 
Silence yeah. in a situation is your weapon. Listen to me. Silence can be misquoted. Silence can mm -hmm. be misinterpreted. When you're in a situation right now, your silence is your weapon. Talking too much could cost you. Go back into your spirit. Get back into the Word of God. Don't, don't give an opinion to everything. The Bible said, yeah. I've given you life and death that's in the power of your mouth. My present circumstance came from my present decision. My present decision created my present circumstance. So I have to know to make decisions. I need to wait. I need to think through some things and bend. Just let the wind, just say, Lord, I'm adaptable. I'm shifting with this thing. See, I'm not going, things are changing in all this COVID, but it's not changing for your bad. In the name of the Bible said, all things work to the good to them. This thing ain't going to end in my bad. It ain't going to end in your bad. This thing in the name of Jesus is going to end in your good. Just, yeah. just be patient, be adaptable, be bendable, and see what God's going to do. You know, Bishop, that brings me to this thought of um, reacting to the storm versus responding to the storm. Wow. Sometimes when we're in a crisis and we, we react, it's, it's an act of, of impulsiveness and we make decisions on the fly and sometimes we, those, those decisions end up costing us, costing us money, costing us time, mm. costing us relationships when we act impulsively oh my God. versus responding to the storm and waiting. You know, as you were talking about waiting, I remembered this phrase that I heard along the way that faith is developed in the wait oh room. My God. When you, and I thought that was good. So talk to us about responding versus reacting. Well, first of all, I, I can tell you that I can sp probably speak an hour on this because I've had to learn to stop being a reactor. Reaction is based on feeling-driven strategies. Decisions is a strategy based on a focus and a preparation and a plan. And Amen. reaction reveals you. If I want to know who you are, I just need to watch your reactions. Your, rea right. your reactions giving you away. See, in the, in the Garden of Eden, there was two trees. There was the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and then there was the tree of life. The tree of life was the word. Now, if you read this, it said the tree of life was in the midst of the garden. That word midst in the Greek almost re replicates that the tree of life was hanging with its root system in the kingdom. And the tree of knowledge was rooted to the earth. Let's turn that word knowledge into feeling. The tree of knowledge was the tree of feelings, and feelings will have you react. It could, feels good in a reaction, but in the result of it could create evil results. So I have to be very careful how I react because a reaction is not a decision. A reaction is a response to a feeling, to a stimuli. And, and as you grow in the Lord, you learn to hold back a reaction and think through, through the kingdom downloads of what, of what I'm waiting on God. Let me tell you, let me give you an understanding of this. You're going to be in a situation and your feelings are going to want you to react immediately. But it's the instruction that you're waiting on in, in the situation, not the reaction. So if I can react to the instruction that I heard, 
I'm going to have a word to move through the situation. Naaman goes to the prophet. He's in a situation. And the instruction is go to the Jordan and dip seven times. Naaman has to fight a reaction because the first yeah. reaction, his first reaction was that's ridiculous. That makes I ain't no, gonna do that. That makes no sense. Uh, <laughs> I'm a warrior, and, and 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 sometimes it's the simple instruction that creates the greatest reward. But, yes. but you're looking for some grandiose uh, uh, reaction, and so he said, "Why didn't you send me to fight some troops? Why didn't you see?" So you have to know that every situation is waiting on your reaction. If, if you can switch your reaction to wait on an instruction from God. In Genesis 26, the Bible said there was a famine in the land, a double famine, and Isaac has got a reaction. The Bible says there's no famine in Egypt. So Isaac's doing what any of us would do, immediately react. So he's packing his bags, he's getting ready, he's going to Egypt. But then comes God in the, in the situation. God says, don't go to Egypt, but stay in famine. Now, it's, it's, an, it's an irrational instruction for me not to pick my family up and move into where there's no famine, go into Egypt. But God's trying to train us in situations that if we follow his instruction, I got a word for somebody in about a one minute, that God's going to move you from chasing resource your whole life to showing you in the midst of a famine, in the midst of a situation, in the midst of COVID, that God can show you how to find the source of the kingdom, that you can become the supplier of all resource in your world. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Because see, all resource requires source. Resource cannot replenish resource. You and I have been conditioned in the earth to chase resource. We, we, we put money in a 401k thinking that's the source of retirement when we're taking resource to fill resource. But there is a kingdom well right now in the earth that God says in this COVID, in this situation, if you can hear my voice and you can know my word and you obey my instruction, I will turn you from a resource person into the person who finds the source of the yes. kingdom of God and you will be deployed and not employed. L listen to me. God will have you so deployed in your next season that you'll be employing people to help you pick up your blessing in the name of Jesus. All predicated, can you get a divine reaction and not a feeling reaction in your situation? Amen. Listen, Bishop, <laughs> you, you are amazing. Listen, I love that, that, that Jesus is not a resource. Nope. He is our source. Amen. Amen. He is omniscient. He's omnipresent. He's all powerful. He's everything that we need. And the Bible says, and God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. He is our source, not a resource. Amen. Bishop, thank you so very much for being thank my you. very special guest today. You are amazing. I love you. Thank you. I love you too, my brother. And again, the name of the book is called survive to thrive and it's available online totally for free yep. listen after this break i'll be back with some encouraging words for you before we close the show stick around we'll be right back after this
I'm so glad you came back to the show, and I hope and pray that you enjoyed my very special guest, Bishop Jerry Grillo. Listen, I want to close by encouraging you to not to hang in there, but to stand. My mother reminded me one day that believers don't hang in there. We stand in there. And the Bible says here in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, beginning at verse 10, Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You know, the enemy has a strategy and he has a scheme and he has a plan. And his plan is threefold, to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus says, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. I love the New Living Translation. It says, Jesus says, I've come that you might have rich and satisfying life. And that is the kind of life that I want to have, rich and satisfying life. Not just a mediocre existence, but a rich and satisfying life. I hope and pray that that is your, as, uh, your, your prayer as well. Listen, I want you to do me a favor and reach out to me at my official website at babby.com. First name only, babby.com. And there you'll find some wonderful resources, uh, books and Bible studies and music, as well as Babby Mason Radio. There's a little triangular tab that is spinning on the homepage of the website. Just click on that tab. That will take you to Babby Mason Radio page, and you'll just press the, press the play button. And you will be able to listen to beautiful music and encouraging words 24 hours a day. Well, my friend, thank you so very much for joining me today for the show. I hope and pray that something has been said to encourage you in your walk with the Lord. And uh, reach out to me. Email me at babby at babby.com. And I'll look forward to hearing from you soon. Listen, this is my prayer for you. That the Lord will bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. That is my prayer for you and your family. That is my prayer for your extended family, that you will remain well, that you'll remain steadfast, unmovable, unshakable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Listen, don't let these circumstances move you. Don't let these circumstances shake you, but be strong in the Lord. And I will see you again next time. Until then, may the Lord God bless you and yours real good. <laughs>